Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> oh, this is where the power episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Kiwi here, and joining me once again is my brother, Tommy. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing good. And also joining us is our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going? Howdy, folks. Double R here. That's R I. C H A R D R O double S. Ha ha. Is that going to be your new uh, uh, introduction for yourself now? People love Jeff Jarrett. Oh, absolutely, dude. Oh, yeah. His podcast has taken off. It's like one of the <laughs> top 10 like, uh, wrestling podcasts out there. It's, and- it's just funny to me to see people that have always said that they hated him now say that they love him. Oh, is that how it always is? Like, yeah. people. It, when their career is active, yeah, yeah. they hate them, but then like... Like X-Pac heat. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Right. But now after the fact, looking back on, oh yeah, I'm a big fan. I respect that so-and-so's body of work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I think the the common criticism with, with Double J is that Mike Graham said in the shoot interview that uh, Jeff Jarrett could never draw a dime, but Jeff Jarrett's a bigger name than Mike Graham, and Mike Graham is only big in one territory because his dad was the promoter. So I was going to say, who's Mike Graham? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, Jeff Jarrett, not to go too much on a Jeff Jarrett tangent, but what he did in the ring, great body of work, successful. But even outside the ring, as far as you know, working with his dad in the Memphis territory, obviously WWF, WCW, and then you know just starting TNA. So like what he's done for multiple promotions and for the business as a whole, well, it's amazing. I mean, for, the, for the longest time, he was the he had the most title reigns as Intercontinental Champion. I think he was six time Intercontinental oh, Champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four time WCW Champion. How many times was he NWA Champion? I think six, six for NWA TNA. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah. World heavyweight champion. That's right with yeah. TNA as well. Yeah. 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 No, like, dude, his body of work. If if you didn't list the name, but well, just list down all the accomplishments, there'd be so many people who would want that same career. Even his his in ring styles, solid. You know, it's kind of like yeah. it's, he's kind of like Miz. Like I don't remember Jeff Jarrett ever getting injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It's just like. I, if you if you don't think that he's a good wrestler, watch Jeff Jarrett versus Kurt Angle, and you'll see how good of a wrestler he is. Or Jeff Jarrett, Shawn Michaels at In Your House, yeah. that one was a 95, 96. Yeah. Or if you can stomach it, uh, Jarrett versus Benoit ladder match from WCW was still. Yeah. So, yeah. Plus uh, a great puncher, too. Yeah, yes. dude. I mean, <laughs> Tommy his, and I. His work punches are, like, probably the best ever. 
Right outside of Jerry Lawler and Jackie Fargo. Yeah, there, there's... Uh, it's that Memphis style, baby. It's a lost art throwing a... A, a work yeah. punch. A work punch. Or I call yeah. it a workman punch. Yeah, so... Uh, no, definitely check out his podcast. I would love to interview him one day. And so technically his podcast is on the, the network it, that my company that I work for owns. So maybe there could be some crossover so. there. Make it so. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. We'll work on it. But on a, on a Saturday. <laughs> there you go. On a Saturday. You want to join us? You want to join us, Richard? You want to sit there? Yes. <laughs> he'll, he'll go J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. And you're like, hi, I'm Richard. <laughs> <laughs> you do the whole thing. I think we can all just spell our names for like the first five minutes of a podcast, like like how this one's going right now. Hi, I'm D A double N Y. This is T O double M Y. That's how we start doing that from now on. There you go. But our last name D E L M O R E. We just spell it out. <laughs> but here we are back at it for another episode of In the Click. So much to talk about this Longest week. Longest intro ever. I know. Great transition right there. Just we'll go right, right through it. Uh, but uh, this week at NXT, they had their big Great American Bash. Um, so much to talk about with that. We'll also talk some SmackDown and just some of the related news uh, coming with that. Some of the injuries, some NXT call-ups. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff to talk about this week with WWE. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. NXT this week, Great American Bash. 2021, which I love that you know they they're, they're they're bringing back the name. That's one thing I just love about NXT in recent years is they're bringing back old properties, old names, pay per view names, and are using it in their own form for uh, for TV. Maybe not necessarily for a pay per view, but for like a big, super sized regular TV episode with like I said, Great American Bash, yeah. Halloween Havoc, <laughs> uh, War Games. So it, it's so cool that they've done in they've your house. It. Yeah, in your house. See, yeah. I agree, and I I feel like I feel like especially with Halloween Havoc, like that was the most Halloween Havoc, Halloween Havoc. You know, even <laughs> yeah. even with the WCW ones, like they actually went, like everyone went with the theme, and it was fun. And yeah, I, I felt I I don't know, I don't know if it's because NXT doesn't really have it's not the same brainchild. So like if they're presenting. The legacy, you know, the show opened with like Dusty Rhodes talking about the Great American Bash. And it's like, if you do that on a WWE pay-per-view for the Great American Bash, which they have done Great American Bashes before, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel the same. And I don't think everyone gets it, but I think because the NXT faithful are such hardcore wrestling fans, it's it's kind of like a nod to us. Absolutely. And I think they know... For us, you know, the hardcore fans and, you know, maybe the older fans, we know the history and the legacy behind that name. And so just the fact that they bring back those names gets us excited from a nostalgia standpoint. And I think for the most part, they try to pay respect to those brand names and make these shows feel like it's a continuation of what we've already seen in the past from the sets to the graphics, the intro, as you said, Dusty Rhodes hearing his voice in the beginning of the episode. That was great. Just a presentation. Itself. Yeah. The overall execution of the show. Yeah. I think the, you know, Triple H to his credit or the other powers that be from the creative standpoint who uh, bring this together, put this on. They really, I think, are just trying to, you know, pay tribute to just some of these great wrestling shows and themes that uh, we grew up watching. Now, hear me out. What if 
I know WWE has their pay-per-view of, you know, Clash of the Champions, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think NXT could do something like that, like, from time to time, you know? easy, yeah. An event like that? Like WCW or the NWA did with TBS, you know, their Clash of the Champions. Um... Uh, yeah, like you're just saying. So WWE, they have their pay per view like what September after September. SummerSlam. It's yeah, Clash of Champions, and I, then yeah, I, WCW. I feel like in order to do what you want, Tommy, which I I like that idea, but I think if you're going to top it a little or add a little more flavor to that, is that you'd have to have all the NXT UK championships on the line as well because totally. I feel like right yeah I feel like if you just have all the NXT titles and the cruiserweight title on uh clash of champions show it's just another takeover oh yeah so. I, I agree I mean you got to have the UK talent come in and you know they could do like a it's kind of like an or, international thing you know even when things open up it'd be really cool to see them go over to the UK and do it Oh yeah. Ooh, World that, Collide 2.0 yeah, over there. Yeah, Clash yeah. of Champions UK. Yeah. Dude, that would be that'd great. That would be awesome. Well, I and mean, and that's the thing I if these bringing back these old pay-per-view names and doing them on, you know, Tuesday nights or in the past Wednesday nights just on regular TV, it, it's cool filler in between the two to three month period in between takeovers. So, mm-hmm. like kind of like the halfway point in between takeovers, it's kind of like this supersized pay-per-view level episode of nxt but on you know free tv so um i guess it's their way of doing clash of champions but without calling it that and just using the old pay-per-view name so it's kind of like a good uh uh, uh compromise i guess you can say which i yeah i dig and i love this and so for me like theoretically every f- six weeks roughly you have something to look forward to even though this uh, uh great america bash came what i mean in your house was only what three weeks ago roughly so it was kind of quick turnaround as far as like two big theme pay-per-view or theme shows back to back so um yeah i'll take it still oh totally absolutely just from uh uh you know just a fan perspective and you know you got you get all these great matchups just on a tuesday night which was awesome uh but yeah no a lot of stuff on this show to talk about it was a stacked show uh you know they had four big matches and there's a lot of great segments out of the ring as well so let's just go run down through the card uh real quick so opening match msk defending the nxt tag titles against champa and thatcher i like this match as far as it's a contrast in styles. You got the old school, older veterans, mm-hmm. Thatcher and Ciampa, mm-hmm. and you got MSK, who are the young, upcoming talent guys who are the champions, the high flyers. Super fast. Yeah. So it's definitely a contrast in wrestling styles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of talked about this last week, their little face off. It was like, uh, uh, Nash. Oh, corny. <laughs> but corny. Nash and Ciampa were really kind of, I'm trying to think of the right word, like, um, you know, they really were kind of going at it like, I don't know how much of that was a work or a shoot, but like, uh, chipping, is that the word? Um, I think it's just like, just two live dogs just barking at each other. You know? yeah. 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 It's two dogs barking on the opposite fence. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Right. But, uh, no, I, I really like this opening match here. I mean, the ending was a little questionable. I, I, I was not totally satisfied with and now two matches on this show and this was one of them where i wasn't super happy with the finish per se um but yeah richard what do you think of the the matchup uh, the tag match here i dug it uh always cool to see champa do the air raid siren through the table like that um oh yeah just i mean clash of styles but chaos 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. totally. You know? Yeah. It was. Um, uh, it was uh, very hard hitting. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm with you. It was just yeah, like Champa, of course, Thatcher. Yeah, it's gonna be hard hitting. Um, you know, MSK. They're trying to do the high flying stuff, but I remember what was it? Um, Wesley was doing the flips, and Champa comes from out of the corner and just uh, like missile drop kicks him. Yeah, that was a great spot. <laughs> Stop him from his you I, know I, doing the flips. That was great. And then uh, yeah. uh, so that was great as well. Um, but let's talk about the ending here, which. I was not completely satisfied. It was not like a pure, clean win, yeah. Per se, uh, just a roll up. Pin. Yeah, but even what happened before that. So you know, Champa did the fairy tale ending on yeah. Lee, and then Thatcher was applying the ankle lock. Yeah, and then uh, Champa was trying to keep Carter out of the ring, but Carter pushed Champa, and he makes the save, and they just all fall over each other. Yeah, and then uh, Lee. Uh, got Thatcher for a small package, so mm-hmm. it was not like this big over the top finish with like uh, you know uh, one of them executing their finisher it on each little, other. Yeah, it was a little underwhelming. Yeah, it was just like oh, let's all fall over each other and then a uh, a roll up. So like the majority of this match was great, but the finish was like oh, that's it. And mm-hmm. I don't know, was MSK getting booed a little bit? I think so, a little bit, a little bit. So little I'm bit. A, I was like. I don't know. I'm a little worried. Like, I, I, I like MSK. And, well, I'm little, I mean, it's, you're, you're also it, – it's the crowd – that crowd in particular has been watching Ciampa for years. He's kind of their guy, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's true, yeah. I mean, he is a he's a, a, a lifer in the NXT brand, I would imagine. And plus, the, the fans like Thatcher, too, because he's just an old-school yeah. kind of guy, and he's just very pure in the ring. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'm okay. they, they might have just been strapped on time. You know, the referee could have told the – Take it home. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, I think with that finish, they're like, okay, this is not necessarily a takeover. So we can, I think, takeover as a higher standard of like, yeah, you know, wonky finishes. We're going to execute a finisher. We're not going to have interference. I noticed that with three matches on this show that it felt like they were on fast forward a little bit, which I liked. I did like. But I mean, I think I think this one was affected because. The champions aren't as experienced as the other two. So, like, when they say go home, it's just kind of like bing, bang, boom, done. Instead of like, mm-hmm. hey, we got a couple seconds. You know, let's get this done. We don't need the <laughs> a couple extra seconds with our hands in the air. Yeah, well, my, my guess is if there is a rematch, let's say, at a takeover, then that will probably have a more clean decipher uh, 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 decipher uh, victory with yeah. the finish. A this- very... You know, definitive, definitive. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's the thing. I think with this match, like, hey, it is a free show on a Tuesday night. So, we're not going to give them necessarily the best finish. Um, so, I guess that kind of leaves a little bit of this, you know, desire for a better finish, therefore, maybe a rematch. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, There's going to be a conclusion. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, listen, the tag team division is pretty stacked right now. So, uh, what's next for, for MSK? Yeah, do they keep battling these two guys or does the Grizzly Young Veterans get back involved or Imperium? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's next for the whole tag team division as a whole. And I hope MSK can kind of bounce back from these fans booing that night and like sure. kind of get back on more of the, the strong baby face role for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up was uh, the face off between Johnny Gargano and NXT champion, carrying cross <laughs> uh, Regal and Samojo in the ring. And then Johnny comes out with Austin theory. Uh, was Austin theory with him? I can't. Uh, he came later on. Okay. Uh, and cross came out by himself. No Scarlet, which I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but they merely just start going back and forth calling each other out it was just more of a preview yeah for their match next week which 
I thought I was going to be on this show here. I, I thought so, too. A lot of people, I think, thought I was going to be at Great American Bash. I don't know if they pulled it because they're like... Well, next week is Great American Bash as well, isn't it? No, it's just no, a regular... Just a regular park, yeah. It's so, not a two-night... No, no. I, last year was two nights, uh, yeah. which I thought that was cool. Yeah. But this year was just one night only. But And you got the breakout tournament, too. Yeah, so. breakout tournament. Saray's uh, uh, match is going to be wrestling. Yeah. So this coming Tuesday is going to be stacked show as well. Oh, for, yeah. Um, but yeah, Richard, yeah, what'd you think of this whole face-off here? And it looks... Oh, I liked it. I'm pumped for it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like... Uh, we haven't quite got the best of Cross. Well, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe that, that five-way was pretty good. Yeah, that Cross. was a quality match from him. Because most of his matches has been him uh, squashing people for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, aside from the match with Keith Lee, which, you know, goddamn, he he continued wrestling with a separated, separated shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Um, the man's a beast, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, totally, dude. I I've separated my shoulder or dislocated. No, dislocate. Yeah, I've dislocated. Yeah, that that hurts so much. I mean, just bobbing Did you do the back. Mel Gibson Mel Gibson thing? <laughs> yeah, he didn't have the straight jacket. No, we were just talking about not, this the other day. We were randomly talking. About- you know, since Richard Donner passed away, may he rest in peace. You know, we're because I'm a big fan of the first two Lethal Weapon movies, and I They're talked about the the Mel Gibson separated shoulder incident when he had the sh- straight jacket on. You know, I separated my shoulder in a basketball game. And uh, the trainer popped me back in on the bench, uh, yeah. um, and then the rest of that night, I was it was just throbbing pain. Yeah. Um, luckily, I had some, <laughs> I had some Vicodin left over from my wisdom teeth surgery like a couple months earlier. It was just because I, I didn't take any after my wisdom teeth surgery. I just used ibuprofen, so I popped those just to reduce the pain. I had to go to school the next day. Oh, so painful. You felt good though. So, after <laughs> but I'm just saying, for carrying Cross to finish that match with the injured shoulder, he has my respect in that in that aspect. Yeah, of he's going to so, yeah. eat Johnny Gargano alive. So that's okay. Let's talk about that real quick. So I don't William Regal, we'll William Regal announced Samoa Joe is going to be the special guest referee. I like that. So they're teasing. They're teasing s- conflict. Yes. Yeah. And you know Samoa Joe, the rule is if you're provoked, then he can put his hands on someone. Yeah. Right. But as a ref, though, how much will he actually do that for? Yeah, yeah he's got to be neutral. You know, yeah. my, my best guess is that he's going to beat Johnny with the Coquina clutch, kind of an in-your-face <laughs> to Samoa Joe. Rub in front, like, hey, this yeah. is your move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, let me ask you this. So the big zinger, obviously, Johnny Gargano, or Cross called out um, – Gargano said, you're wearing your wife's pants because he has the tight jeans on. The skinny jeans. The skinny jeans. And then Gargano. Guys, bounced. don't wear tight jeans. <laughs> we don't wear the guys don't wear the skinny jeans. But then Gargano. Yeah, men, bounced back. men don't wear skinny jeans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Gargano bounced back and said, uh, you're talking about my wife's pants, but you can't lace up her wrestling boots, which is interesting. Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole in the last month have been really calling out Karen Cross's wrestling style, which is I wonder what is the genesis of that? Like, is that something in the back locker room guys talk about and are like trying to use I, that? I think that's playing off of the internet. Yeah, yeah, that too. Th- there has to be a reason why these guys keep going towards that over and over to try to they're, take. They're down trying across. to get pops from that audience. I mean these these those are guys that like got their name from that crowd. Yeah, so that was like I mean, but so did Cross. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's gonna be interesting. But you know, I would not be surprised if Gargano wins. Because of Samoa Joe, and then Cross 
you know, moves up to Raw or SmackDown because he's been doing the dark matches and the main event stuff. So, but he's there's no way Cross, based on his character, leaves NXT without getting vengeance on Joe. Yeah, so possibility. So, like to me, I, I was thinking is. He beats Gargano. He's beaten everyone else in the roster. Mm-hmm. He hasn't beat Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe beats him to become NXT champion. But is he going to be medically cleared to wrestle? I think he probably is at this point. And okay. they're just keeping it under wraps and making yeah. a big surprise. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be interesting. So I definitely this coming Tuesday for NXT, I'm going to be glued just to see what happens. Yeah. And what's next for Cross? Like NBC, I mean, it's must see TV. I mean, who knows? Listen, I mean, Cross could easily still win, yeah. and get called up and just do uh, Oscar and just yeah, Kevin, relinquish Kevin, the title. Kevin Owens did that though. Remember, he was NXT champion oh, and yeah. on the main roster. Yeah, that's, that'd be cool as well. Get yeah. some crossover more, yeah. you know, for for Raw and SmackDown back to NXT. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, how that all goes, but yeah, I'm excited. Samoa Joe, that's the big wild card in this match that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, big um, stipulation. Yeah, and then next up, we saw Cameron Grimes take on Ellie Knight. Uh, the winner will become Million Dollar Champion, but if Cameron Grimes... But if L.A. Knight wins, Cameron Grimes becomes uh, his, his butler. Mm-hmm. Um, this match, I thought was a lot of fun. I did too. Yeah. It was a lot of... I mean... If anything, it felt more of like a Raw or SmackDown type of match. I mean, it wasn't like super technical or anything, but it was a lot of fun. Like the hard hitting. I love. They had a good brawl. I love when they do that cross body mm-hmm. and they mm. flip in the ring, in the middle of the ring, rotate. The Spanish fly. Yeah. That is so good. I love seeing that. Like to me, that, I, I love seeing it from the right person because I feel like that move, that's a lucha move. And I see a lot of people do it that shouldn't do it. Yeah. Cameron Grimes is an exception to that. I think Charlotte Flair is another one. But, like, whenever I see Ricochet do it or Cedric Alexander, it's just another spot to me. Or uh, Mustafa Ali. You know, it's just like, to me, it's those when those guys do it, it's just, eh. You I'll expect them to do that. You guys have no style. You have, <laughs> you have everything, every style. And that's yeah. not his style. Yeah, yeah, and then, um, but this match though, like I, it was a lot of fun. I mean, just uh, um, you know, the back and forth between them. Um, you know, I like L.A. Knight. He grabbed the the title and tried to bring it in the ring, and he was trying to use it. And the ref pulled it, and then uh, it fell on the outside on the apron. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, 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 you know, they were on the outside. Um, Cameron the- was going to try to kick, and he yeah. missed. Fell and then Cameron Grimes. I'm sorry, Ellie Knight hit the DDT right, right on the outside onto the title, yeah, and threw him back in the ring. Uh, and then a uh, maneuver, <laughs> but it was cool. Like he used a DDT on the outside. I thought that was great. Yeah, and then uh, um, took it to his advantage with the belt on the floor there. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, um, you know Ellie Knight got the pinfall and retained the title. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Grimes is going to be his butt. So mm-hmm. I'm actually looking forward to this. I, I think it's going to be really oh, yeah. co- comedic. It's going to be very entertaining. And I, I, I think for L.A. Knight, this might actually help give him a little more character building. Yeah. By feeding oh, for off, sure. Working for off sure. Cameron Grimes. And what's his finisher? Oh, the uh, FT. Um, it's like a it's like um, it's almost like a stunner, but he drags you down. Yeah. It's almost kind of like a cross between that, the diamond cutter and like the rude awakening. 
Yeah. Or the, yeah. Like a headlock DDT, I guess. Yeah. Is that the right word for it? But, yeah. uh, um, stunner DDT. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it, it's going to be interesting because I think LA Knight, for some people, just kind of reading online, they just think he's just a loud mouth on the microphone. Well, I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I'm just saying with this. You big dummy. They don't get it. They don't get it. But with Cameron Grimes, I think this might actually add some layers to him as a character in like working with Cameron. You kind of see more of who LA Knight is as a person based on how bad he's probably going to treat Cameron Grimes as a butler. <laughs> so I- I'm looking forward to that. I'm just trying to think of different scenarios that the two of them can do together. I hope we get like vignettes every week. Yeah. Very similar, you know, how we saw you know, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn when they were like the odd couple. And, like, or recently with Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, I think we're going to get that. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, what's he going to do at the arena? You know? I know. <laughs> so let's give you the house, like cleaning toilets yeah. and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Putting chlorine in his swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure Ted DiBiase will maybe make a save in a few weeks. I mean, I hope this lasted for a few weeks. These like video packages and stuff. And yeah. then, uh, you know, before he turns on him and, uh, gets the one up over him, maybe they'll have another match at take a next takeover and he becomes a million dollar champion himself. But dude, he is so over when he came to the ring and, you know, in his theme song, his entrance music says to the moon. The whole crowd was cheering. Oh, <laughs> he is like, I mean, him and Gargano have gone who were heels a few months ago have turned back into baby faces. So that's yeah. was, to me, was just such an amazing thing. Uh, so next up, we have the NXT women's tag title match. Uh, Candice Lorraine, Indy Hartwell defending against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Um, this match was really good, but this was another one, Richard, where I was a little frustrated fast. with the finish. It was, well, the whole thing was fast. Yeah, it was very fast. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything that stood out for you just watching I- this? I also wonder how much of that could have been based off of Vince's meeting down at NXT with the talent. Oh, really? Maybe, maybe, well, maybe they know that the boss is watching right now and they're scouting. Yeah. And I I get it. The the narrative with the uh, internet wrestling community is that, oh, no one wants to leave NXT, but it's like, you leave NXT, you make more money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's be real here. Mm -hmm. So, they they might tell you that they they oh I, I want to be an NXT forever but they want to make that money so absolutely I, I it could be that too uh, I yeah. love this match I thought this match was great uh, mm-hmm. haven't had a good lights out someone comes out to distract in quite a while so that I always like that because of Sabu yeah um, <laughs> oh yeah no but Indy Hartwell I thought she looked great mm-hmm. I mean she had the Razor Ramon gear that she teased at in your house. Uh, even though she didn't wrestle, oh, did she wrestle in your house? I can't remember now, but she had it there, but, mm-hmm. uh, they actually used it this night. That was great. Um, and I'm happy for, uh, Zoe Stark because she's been booked, like, when she first appeared. She's on months. every week. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, like, yeah. she started out red hot, then she started losing some matches, and now it's like, okay, are they trying to build her back up again? But, like, what a way to get a, 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 a get put over by obviously tagging with Io Shirai, who, who's been gone since she lost the title and uh you know they they win the match here and they're now tag team champions but yeah the the finish here it wasn't like a a clean uh uh you know finish as far as we saw that the battery charger thing come up and it went from 99 percent to 100 lights go down and uh you know it's tegan knox i i think the only time you really need to be worried about wins and losses is when someone is established and they have a squash match and they get squashed yeah because I feel like with Zoe, 
she she keeps having really good matches, and whether she wins or loses, they're not short matches. Mm-hmm. So, um, I look, I just want to put that out there. You know, like yeah, I don't think it matters that she's lost some matches, and she, I don't think she needed to be built up because those were matches that she lost against established people. And, and she's technically like the rookie. She's the rookie, in, in but at the same time, yeah. like she didn't get squashed. She didn't get, you know. She didn't mm-hmm. look bad in the loss. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because uh, you know, Tegan Knox, she shows up. I just was kind of laughing. You mean Knox? Knox, yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. But she had that, like, I was kind of laughing. She had that big baggy flannel shirt. I was like, oh, is this grunge? Is she yeah. like a big grunge fan? Yeah. She's like at Woodstock she's, 94. I don't know. I was like, she's I was kind of like, she's not from here, Dan. I was kind of underwhelmed with that. I was like, you know, couldn't you kind she of... She had the little, jorts and, yeah. A little more badass looking. I was kind of hoping for. Yeah. But anyway, Candice LeRae was all shocked. And they obviously have history together. So she comes running down, attacks her. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, Shirai knocked LeRae out of the ring. And then that's when, uh, you know, Stark delivered the suplex into a knee strike. And then uh, uh, Stark covered Indy Hartwell for the win. So, yeah, they are new tag team champions. So, Io Shirai... It's like, okay, she's not going to be probably getting a rematch with Raquel anytime soon. They're trying to freshen things up, I'm guessing, get some other fresh challengers for Raquel. So I think this is a great way to keep uh, Io Shirai busy you know, in a tag team program right now. So that's cool. She was gone off TV for a while, and now she's back after a couple weeks, and she's a tag team champion. So the Io Shirai... Uh, um, yeah, the fact that she's a champion and once again, that that's I think that's great. And NXT for for her and for the brand, I think that's really good. Um but after the commercial break, we see a video package Dexter Loomis came out and carried <laughs> off uh Indy Hartwell. So yeah, when made, I think a lot of people Phoenix thought really happy. What's that? They, that made Beth Phoenix really happy. Yeah, I mean I think a lot of people thought that story was dead because they haven't acknowledged it, but I guess it's back. So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of hit or that's miss what, on that's Dexter. That's what stalkers do. That's what stalkers do. They just show up randomly when it's least yeah. expected. So. Exactly. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like losing interest in Dexter Loomis a little bit. Like he needs to start talking. Yeah. That whole like bit is is pretty stale. Stale. I was good. Yeah. He needs that. a better ring attire. Yeah. He kind of needs a change. Maybe indie. In this new relationship of theirs, she can kind of transform him a little bit. True. Maybe maybe, maybe. that's the key here. We'll see. Maybe. And Candice LeRae's you know, also getting involved. So uh, so we see Hit Row. Uh, they celebrate Swerve's win last week as NXT North American. They have a, a Cypher event. Is that the proper term? I'll find out. Apparently, Cypher is just like where a bunch of rappers get together and... You know, perform. So it's like a celebration party. Anyway, what happened after this segment? <laughs> I know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I'm not a hip hop expert by any no. sense. So I this, mean, this this went over my head. Completely. Yeah, exactly. I, was kind of I mean, on my phone. I know. I know. I was looking at Twitter reactions, so everyone loved it. So I was like, okay, people that are a fan of that, uh, great. I, I, I trust your guys' opinion. Like, yeah. I, I, I have no idea. Kudos to you. But it apparently looked real. It was like a mini concert, so that was cool. I thought that was really cool stuff. So mm-hmm. I trust everyone's up uh, who who love that. Uh, next, uh, so next was the main event: Adam Cole taking on Kyle O'Reilly, part two. Um, this match I thought was really good. Just I like this up- one better. 
Yeah, it was just straight yeah. up wrestling. Well, yeah, because I think I think when we watched the first one, my critique was that it was it felt really long. It was long. And it this, was, and, yeah. and this felt like it was on fast forward. So it was like, oh, this is great. Well, now well, <laughs> that's the pace I want. I don't need I don't yeah. need a, a, a long main event for every main event. Yeah, that's Ring of Honor. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this one. I mean, I love, you know, they start out just obviously just working the mad guy and getting technical, rolling around, just straight up old school wrestling. It was great. Yeah. And Adam Cole was working on Kyle O'Reilly's knee mm-hmm. a lot, and that played into the the finish here. But uh, it was interesting because you could tell it's a grudge match. Obviously, these guys were in Speed Era. They've fallen apart, and Undisputed Era is done. And it's like the story here is like, can Kyle O'Reilly shine on his own adam cole keeps telling him you're nothing without me so that whole grudge is great i kind of wish that street fight or the non-sanctioned match for the first one would have been safe for maybe the blow off the third match yeah the rubber match you know what i mean it's like this match well, would have been I a mean, great it's, first it's, match it's easy to say that in hindsight now, yeah absolutely hindsight, but you have to remember there was quite a build-up to that so also, that's kind of why they have you have to look at it that way also you could look at maybe they can have a third match, but make it two out of three falls. Or steel cage or match. Or steel cage yeah. match, yeah. I mean, that first match, I mean, theoretically, there were rumors that Adam Cole was going to get called up. So maybe they only thought they were going to have one opportunity to have each other. Who says he's not? That's, that's true as well. I mean, they're... they're well, we got some call-ups this week. Exactly. Three. So uh, um, I love the spot. Obviously, they were on the outside, and Adam Cole hit the Panama Sunrise mm. on the outside. Like, mm. oh, that yeah. looked like it hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go back in the ring, and uh, you know Adam Cole uh, was trying to do another Panama Sunrise, but uh, Kyle Riley kicked him, and but it was that same injured knee. And then um, you know he hit the um, oh what was it? Um, the, he hit he he kicked out of let's see Cole went for the Panama Sunrise mm-hmm. O'Reilly kicked and blocked it mm-hmm. um, and then uh, O'Reilly delivered a strike to the knees um, let's see that's right Adam Cole hit another Panama Sunrise and hit the last shot and picked up the victory so right. I really enjoyed this but I was almost a little surprised when Kyle O'Reilly kicked out previously. I really thought that was going to be the finish here, but uh, I, I mean, I still enjoyed Adam Cole getting a win here, though, and uh, you know, it's now one-one. So obviously, you would think there's going to be a rubber match at some point. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, maybe the next takeover. I mean, what I thought was is you start a brutal blood feud between you know these guys who have been friends and partners for years, and you know, with the unsanctioned match, and you know, and you let the babyface win, of course, in this case with Kyle O'Reilly, but then you followed up a couple months later with the heel getting his win back and you know well, kind of in a match who's a what who's the better wrestler but you know these guys I, are not I are would, very, go on i would also argue that because there is concern that when adam cole gets called up i think he needs as much momentum going his way right than mm-hmm. kyle o'reilly would so i think a win for adam cole over kyle o'reilly would be more towards adam cole going to the main roster than it would to help kyle o'reilly's who's staying in NXT. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh if, I mean, ordinarily though I would I'd be in agreement 100% like you know, do you do the job on your way out, but I think in this case it's like, nah, give him as give him the rocket leaving. And he's going to need it cuz you know, yeah. there's obviously the talk of, you know, his size and how will he actually do up yeah, on the main roster. It's, it's one of those I think for him it's one of those deals where you, you if you take 
one step forward, you're taking two steps back. So if he takes a big step forward, then he's taking one step back or, yeah. you know, if he makes a big enough impact, which I think he has, you know. I just wonder, you know, when he does eventually get called up, is he going to be too cooled off because he doesn't have the undisputed era? Like if he would have been called up last I, year when he was still I, undisputed era. No, because it's a fresh start, number one. Mm-hmm. No one, no one ever comes over from NXT and is a main event guy right away. And here's here's the other thing to keep in mind is that people always say Vince likes the big guys. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, big guys, small guys, smaller guys. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and I, I'm pretty sure Adam Cole's bigger than Daniel Bryan is. So from a height standpoint, I gotta yeah, double check. I, yeah, hmm. um, doesn't matter. No, but yeah, I, I said I, I was this the finish here when Kyle O'Reilly kicked out right before uh, Adam Cole hit the Panama Sunrise again. I was kind of shocked. I thought that was going to be the finish there because you know Kyle O'Reilly was going for that knee drop. So I thought that was a great callback to their previous match. Where oh, he, had the he cha- just splatted the- on the ground. Remember we had the chain link, the chain yeah, yeah, wrapped yeah. around his knee. So yes. I thought oh, it was a great callback. But this time Adam Cole knew it was coming, rolled out, and hit his knee. Oh, that look! It was so painful. He just, he just landed so pancakes yeah exactly so then yeah when adam cole um you know uh uh, went for the panama sunrise again into the uh last shot it great finish right there so yeah it's gonna be i know listen we were all were when this undisputed era broke up we we knew this was gonna be months of story right here so i wonder how much they're gonna ride this out if Adam Cole is going to stick around for a long time or yeah, he's going to get called up soon. I don't know. So we'll I'm just ready keep... for him to get called up. You're ready for that. Yes. I think it'd be cool. I- I'm all for that as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but no, overall, listen, uh, great American bash was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, this coming Tuesday is going to be a stack episode as well. So, uh, looking forward to that. All right, let's just, uh, power through uh SmackDown this week. The big news that came out, it was Friday morning. I think it was, WWE tweeted out and uh, announced that Bailey got injured while training, and she's going to be out for nine months. They didn't specify what injury it was, but knee. As we, it has to be a knee. Yeah, because she had the they did the video package of her the promo. Um, <laughs> it was funny. Like some people I know were like, I texted, "Hey, she's out nine months." I'm like, "What? Is she pregnant?" It's like everyone thinks that she's pregnant. I was like, "No, it looks like she had like a knee injury or something." <laughs> but. Um, so yeah, it kind of sucks that here Bailey is injured, especially you know it's like a week before they're going to be in front of fans again. Money in the bank, her match with Bianca Belair. So I just I'm, I'm so bummed for her because she was one of the MVPs of the whole pandemic era. So I was really hoping to see her get that big pop from the crowd, especially because this year's WrestleMania she didn't wrestle. She did pop up a couple times on this over the week that weekend, but nonetheless. I was hoping she deserves a big reaction from the crowd. Well, now it's it's going to be uh, nine months till she gets that. And it's going to be interesting. Even though she's a heel, you know when she comes back after injury, she's going to get a big reaction anyway. They all do. Yeah. I wonder if she can make it back in six months. Like Royal Rumble? Maybe. See how fast she – if she has that John Cena healing ability. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the other thing, too, is I wonder – because she cut that video promo – for YouTube 
that they replayed on the show, and she it was she kept it as a heel. She blamed the fans. Oh, she's I like, loved it. She's like, I was training for you guys, and look what happened. I'm injured, so I blame you. So she, I, she's got a point. Yeah, she does absolutely. But apparently, it was a total freak accident. She was training, and just you know, they're doing some catch wrestling, and she just something you know got injured in her knee. You saw the brace on and stuff. Um, I wonder though, because you see the Miz, he's still on Raw. Even though he's injured, he's in the wheelchair. I wonder if Bailey can kind of do that and just still appear on SmackDown. Because that's what I always thought was interesting. People who get injured, they're taken off TV and never see him again. <laughs> do some commentary with Michael Cole and Pat. Exactly. I mean, I think there's some ways you can still utilize her name. And maybe, yeah, she can call out the women's division from a distance. You know, yeah, Michael Cole, Pat McAfee and her on commentary or something. It'll be interesting if how they use her. Because I, I think that's something... WWE does a lot. When someone gets hurt, they take them off TV. You never see them again. I mean, I guess that's kind of good because you miss them. And when they do show up, they have a big react pop from the crowd. So, but yeah, we shall see what happens. Um, also this week, it was announced. So three call-ups from NXT to SmackDown. We saw two in person. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox take on Natty and Tamina in a non-title women's tag match here. Uh, but yeah, when they came to the ring, first off... The uh, uh, Hamilton, the announcer, says Shotzi and uh, Knox. So they didn't say Shotzi Blackheart, no Blackheart, and they didn't say Tegan Knox. I don't know. Shotzi I, I can live with. Which is the one name. Yeah. But Knox, T- I feel like if you're going to cut out one of the two, you would cut out Knox and, keep, and just call her Tegan. Yeah. Like Tegan and Sarah, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the thing is... Wait, is that them? Is that her? No, no I that's was... Tattoo. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I was walking with the ghost. Remember that song? Sure, I think Come so. Come on, Tegan and Sarah. Tegan They're... and Sarah, man. I heard one of their songs the other day that's on radio. That's good music. We yeah, should yeah. do a podcast about Tegan and Sarah. They have great voices. <laughs> and a podcast about Jeff Jarrett. Now, now that I've ended my uh, uh, Finding Colombo podcast, I'd like to start a new one about uh, Tegan, Tegan and, and Sarah. Sarah. I'll join you. Oh, we'll call it Tegan and Shotzi. Tegan and Shotzi. Bingo. Yeah. T-S-T. Rock and wrestling connection. <laughs> yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, so, I mean, listen, so they, they come out. I mean, I hope this is, I don't know. I know Vince in the past has cut people's names down. <laughs> like Apollo Cruz was just, was he just Apollo, right? Or, or I'm trying to think it was him. I know Andrade, he, was just, they cut oh, him down. Riddle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and, you, and you get used to you get used to all of them after a while. Cesaro used to be Antonio Cesaro. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, it's it's always one of those things that we are annoyed with, and then and you three months we're it. not we're not even gonna care anymore. But it's interesting though; they come out in the tank, and Andrade uh, needed it. Andrade, Cien, Almas, Almas. It's a little bit yeah. of a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. But you know, with Shotzi here and Tegan, I think a lot of people were bummed because they thought it was gonna be Amber Moon. You know, because Shotzi and Moon were a tag team most recently. But Shotzi and Tegan do have some history in NXT last year, right? Before uh, uh, Tegan got injured, if I remember correctly. So She you know, was, she was uh, in the, they were tag team partners for yeah. war games. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm curious what's going to happen. They they did get a big win their first, uh, first time on SmackDown. I'm excited for them. I obviously wish them all the best, but it'd be kind of curious. I hope they this treat them. It's a good match. Up. 
Yeah, I'm, I thought there was some little miscommunication on some stuff, but I thought Tegan Knox looked great. I thought she looked yeah. really smooth in the ring. Um, sh- uh, Shotzi, you know, or uh, her and Tamina were not on the same page, it looked like, at some points. Um, but nonetheless, I'm excited for it. And then we saw later on a video package, Tony Storm is also coming to SmackDown. So, cool. uh, yeah, which you, I'm excited. Was, see, it, t- it took three really good wrestlers to replace Bailey. <laughs> That's what Bailey should say in her next promo. Look, she should. it took three call-ups to replace what I'm leaving behind. So, uh, Tony Storm, I'm excited, but it's kind of interesting because on NXT this week, you know, she... I, I think Tony Storm is a perfect addition at this point in time because she was just getting stale at NXT. So well, it's just, just it feels like it's the perfect time to call her up. Well, she was like on the outside looking in, I felt like, in the main yeah. event scene. Like, she felt like she was there on a holding pattern. Yeah, she was just, I think, waiting to like insert herself in one of the matchups, but they weren't really using her. So I think they're yeah. like, okay, listen, Philip, bring her to SmackDown because they definitely need the Philip. The roster is very thin right now. So Can you imagine yeah. how good the roster is going to be when Becky comes back, and we've mm-hmm. got Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Piper, Niven, Dewdrop. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alexa. I mean, God. It's just such a stacked roster of people. Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Asuka. That's, that's that's uh, the dream best match. women's roster ever. Becky Lynch versus Tony Storm. That's a dream match for me. Nat- Shayna yeah. Baszler, Natty. I mean, yeah, it's. I'm excited for this, for all three of these ladies' call-ups here. They all definitely deserve it. But also, uh, we saw Sonya Deville announce that because of Bailey's injury uh, next week, Instead of Bianca Belair defending title at Money Bank, she's going to defend it on SmackDown, that first one in front of the fans, against Carmella. That's her replacement. Uh, we saw Liv Morgan come out, complain. It's like, how did she get jumped the line? And Sonya announced, well, you're going to be her replacement in the Money in the Bank match. And she's like, oh, so excited. So, uh, Richard, I know I saw on your Instagram you posted about Liv Morgan. Care to share your thoughts on what what your prediction is for her? I think she's got to win it. The like, the you, you look at you look at who else is in there, and I could see I could make an argument for a few people, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's there's a bit of a spotlight, a dim light on Liv Morgan, the same way there's been one on Cesaro, and the same way there's been one on Big E. Yeah, I mean, out of everyone in the Money to Bank match, Liv Morgan is probably the young or uh well, i don't think that matters i think it's, but, I think but like it's, she she's due for a push everyone else has had time to shine right or had their own success in some capacity yeah uh let me double check here yeah oscar obviously decorated champion naomi's been a smackdown women's champion alexa bliss has been a champion nikki cross nikki cross mm, well maybe you know you could you i could say see oscar win it and then move to smackdown which would be interesting yeah, let's see. Nikki Cross, I mean, I don't know. She is, just became the whole superhero thing, so I don't know. If, you got to let that gimmick run. Uh, yeah, out. that I gimmick, think, the, I think the crowd's going to love that gimmick. Yeah, I, I think it's fine on Raw, though. I think yeah. with Asuka, I think Oscar lived more. And or Selena I Vega. I mean, you know, they could have Her in-ring, come on. Come I know, on. I know, I know. She's she a, needs more time. Yeah. She needs more ring work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Liv Morgan, yeah, I think. I mean, maybe that was the story was the last few weeks she was complaining about everyone else being selected into Money in the Bank except her. 
obviously the whole Bailey situation changed the storyline. But I think that was the whole point. Liv Morgan was trying to fight her way into the Money in the Bank briefcase match. And now she's in it. And now she's probably going to win it. And then, therefore, it creates that good story. She really fought her way to get yeah. that and earned it. So I think that's what they're trying to do here. That was the narrative. So uh, I'm excited for her and what she can do with that. I think she's obviously the last member of the Riot Squad. And so um, I think it's her time to get a, a big push. So um, just a couple of things. Uh, you know, we saw uh, Shinsuke Nakamura to beat Baron Corbin to qualify for Money in the Bank. Baron okay. Corbin. Even though. Growing his he, hair out. I, I love that. Even though that we have seen Nakamura and Corbin a whole lot the last two months, I thought this was their best match. Really? I, I okay. thought this was a really fun match. Because mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, this, this again. And then I, I, as it's going on, it's like, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I just get worried because, you know, Raw is known for all their rematches over and over. And this is like, come on, guys. We've seen this a lot. Hopefully after this past Friday, this is the last time for a long time. Let that breathe. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to try Baron Corbin maybe has something with Cesaro. So Seth Rollins defeats Cesaro. So Seth Rollins is going to be in the Money in the Bank match now. So Cesaro and Baron Corbin and let's see who was it? Apollo and Sami Zayn all lost. Mm-hmm. So those four guys all have probably gripe to be upset that they're not in the Money in the Bank match. So maybe Cesaro is the only one that's a baby face while Sami Zayn... Baron Corbin and Apollo all heal. So I wonder if Cesaro is going to start a program with one of those guys as they're all like the losers who didn't qualify. So I don't think Cesaro's done with Seth. See, that's it. I think they're leaving that open as well. But so we saw Seth Rollins call out Roman Reigns again and wants a match with him. So in the rumors, Roman Reigns and John Cena at SummerSlam. I wonder if they're just laying the Easter eggs for this is could be the matchup after that, after SummerSlam, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, even though they're kind of both, they're obviously both heels right now, but it, that's something I think you can keep, uh, you know, keep that in the back of your brain as far as that's something they could save in the back burner. But uh, <laughs> Rich, I want to ask you, did you notice when Seth Rollins was cutting his interview, backstage interview with Kayla? Cesaro? Cesaro. Cesaro. And then, um, uh, oh my God, who came confronting him, Tommy? Edge. Uh, Edge. And they're talking. And I like how Edge said, hey, I never forgot about 2014. Remember when Seth Rollins stomped Edge's head on the briefcase? Uh, I I don't remember that. You you got that freak memory. Dude. I do too. I remember. Continuity, yeah. Yeah. But did you see the background, the elevator open up? (laughs) No. You did all. Oh, oh, you man, gotta no. watch it again. You gotta look closely. Michael Hayes comes out of the elevator. Do, do, do. And you see someone waving, like, get oh, out, God. get out. He walks away. So, do, do, do. Do, do, do. So, watch oh, it again. You see Michael Hayes in the background. It was awesome. I was oh. hoping he would come out. Bad Street in Atlanta. G- Bad Street, USA. Bad Street in Atlanta. GA. <laughs> so, uh, so, last thing we'll touch on with SmackDown is obviously the whole. Roman Reigns saga. I feel like SmackDown is the Roman Reigns soap opera. That's really what SmackDown has turned into. General Hospital? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I like the opening promo where Roman Reigns told Edge, called that Edge. It's like, I'm not afraid of you. You might be in my head for like 10 seconds when I was worried. He's, but- his heel work is... is- very top-notch. Yeah, he's oh, a, yeah. Yeah, sure, I might have been scared for like... I had some Chicken fear for, shit. Yeah, for 10 seconds, but I overcame those odds. So he's trying to say like... 
I, I'm the best because I know how to overcome adversity like that and still beat you. Um, then the Usos come out and, um, you know, Roman told Jimmy or it's like, hey, I didn't take vacation last week. I went to go take care of your do your job and ultimately bring back his other cousin, Jay. And then all three of them hug it out. So it looks like they're all on the same page right now. Very heart foundation type of love, I guess you could say. Yeah. And so united. So it was very interesting. They all hugged it out. They're on the same page, even though Roman was like staring upward and like licking his lips. <laughs> that was kind of funny. So, um, and then he's thirsty. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a little parched, but yeah, uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, and then so later on, uh, you know, Roman says, told his cousins he's gonna handle this on his own, go to the ring to confront Edge. Um, Edge is in the ring waiting, and then you know, Roman comes down, and all of a sudden, the Usos come down and don't listen to what he says. Do you think Roman is gonna be pissed off that his Us- the, his cousins don't listen to what his orders are and stay backstage? Well, they were right to come out. So yeah, so they they all start attacking Edge, and then the Mysterios come out, and they all brawl. So it's a three on three. So obviously that's probably telegraphing the Usos and the Mysterios for the tag titles coming up. Um, Edge takes another chair uh, bar yeah. and puts it on Jay now, so he yeah. completes the trifecta of everyone getting the bar in their mouth. So yeah. nice little photo he I think put on Instagram as well yeah. of, of him taking out all the members of the family. Um, Very and, disrespectful. Yeah. So Roman walks off. He gets out of the ring. He's walking up the ramp, and Edge is just rubbing his face. Like he's beating the crap out of his two cousins. So. Um, Edge stood tall with the Mysterios by his side. So, you know, I'm excited, you know, for this Edge, Roman Reigns, Money in the Bank for the Universal title. Um, I have a feeling Seth Rollins is going to interfere, though, and cause Edge the match, and then it's going to lead to Edge and Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Uh, but hey, I- I'm still going to enjoy this match. But is there anything else from uh, that last segment that stood out for you? I'd like to see a six man tag team match with those guys. Probably next week that could work. Yeah. for the f- uh, first show with the fans back. Samoan Dynasty against uh, Rey Mysterio and his former tag team champion partners. Was he a tag champion with? With Edge. With Edge? Oh like 2002 God. or three. Man, I wow, forgot wait, about that. Yeah, jeez. Look that was, yeah, I was, was always upset. I was, I was always upset when Edge won a title, a tag team title, but with someone that wasn't Christian. So, really? Okay, let me see accomplishments, Danny. I'm, I'm gonna look yeah, real yeah, quick. The SmackDown Tag Team Champion. Yeah, that's right. Okay, he won it with Hogan as well. That's right. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, WWE Tag Team Champions two times: Rey Mysterio and Jericho. That's mm. right. And then uh, Tag Team Champions with Christian. Christian seven times. Hogan, Hogan. once. Benoit oh, twice. Randy, Randy Orton, Orton once. Christian Jericho. And again, so him and Jericho twice. Wow. World tag, that. world tag titles, and the rate. That's right. Those tag because the world tag titles. That was just the WCW titles that got renamed, right? If I remember, no, those are the SmackDown. The, the, the yeah, the ones that went to Raw were the original lineage of the right. tag team right. titles, yes. while yes. the SmackDown version was a newly started tag team title, right? Post right. WCW, new right. lineage. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, Benoit yes. and Angle for the first. That's right. And I remember uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick were tag team yes. champions. Yeah, well. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but no, I'm digging this. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen, though, if there's any repercussions for the Usos not following Roman's orders, though. That's Are you something- worried? 
You worried? I'm, I'm worried for the Usos. I'm. Uh, it's a cause for concern for you. Absolutely. So, uh, oh, but hey, we're looking. For, I'm looking forward to this next episode of SmackDown. First one in front of the fans and Money in the Bank the following uh, Sunday. Raw this week was already pre-taped. So let me let me ask you boys something before yeah. we we sign off here. Uh, any any surprise predictions for this coming week? Is is Raw? Uh, in front of a crowd, or is it smacked? Starting with SmackDown. Starting Raw, with Smackdown. Raw this week has already been pre-taped, but it was Thunderdome, so that's technically the last one that's going to air. And the next next Friday, SmackDown is going to be the first one in front of the fans. I mean, who knows if John Cena is going to show up? Becky Lynch obviously is going to come back at some point, but I think technically she's still a Raw competitor. So I don't uh, think they care about that anymore <laughs> i mean that's the thing it's like whatever show needs the star power well, well actually, hey becky lynch against rhea ripley i'll do take my money of course there you go so uh but yeah i think cena becky are the two closest ones brock lesnar maybe but i know there's not a lot of talks going on right now supposedly well but, when is there ever when brock comes back though yeah 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 so i don't know but yeah i, I think john cena and becky are the two like you know solid picks that they're going to show up either this week or the following week. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Nonetheless, it's going to be good. Just we've had the 11 months of the Thunderdome. I think it's a good time to kind of wrap it up and just, uh, you're going to miss it. Um, I mean, no, not necessarily. Of course, nothing beats a live crowd. I look forward to that. Uh-huh. I would be interesting to you see that. The- you say that now. And the first time I hear those CM Punk chants, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Actually, that's something. I wouldn't be surprised there's someone like five years from now be like some hipster kid be like, Who? I missed the Thunderdome era or something. That's why I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if there's going to be any like Thunderdome pure, purists. Give me two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. I missed the, I missed the Thunderdome. I like the screens better. I don't know. Damn fans out there. <laughs> I never fickle. got my time on the, the Thunderdome screen. <laughs> fickle. Like, Daniel Bryan was right. You're all fickle. True. A bunch miss, of curmudgeons. I miss Daniel Bryan. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. Brian Danielson. Ah, that I know guy. him. Yeah. So, on that note, let's start wrapping things up. Richard, where can all clicksters find you online? <clears throat> You can find me on Instagram at Pro Wrestling 101. And on Twitter, you can send your hate mail to at BabyHuey83. Absolutely. Please follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to post some photos from uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling this past Friday. So, uh, yeah, please give me a follow there. See that. Thank oh. you, Richard, for the for the plug. I appreciate that. Tommy, how about you? Hey, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IronFist1982. I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram, as Richard just kindly mentioned, at Baby Huey83. Of course, subscribe. Kind. It was not kind. <laughs> subscribe to In the Click on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us at In the Click. Get the merch, in the click at gmail.com, all that good stuff. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Watch the videos. Leave a big like on the uh, hit the like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave a comment as well. We appreciate all the interaction. You know, got to beat the whole algorithm of, of social media as a whole. Um, and on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.